0: Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Wiz and I have started our team capsules and on to the Miami Dolphins. Wiz, uh, big bounce back last year, 5-11 the previous year. And, you know, we noticed uh, a little bit of moxie in the team. Uh, They played well. They were very competitive. And sure enough, 10-6 last year for the Miami Dolphins. And, uh, you know, I think a bright future ahead for this team. How are you, Wiz? Yeah, I'm doing well and agree. I really like the Dolphins roster a lot,
1: <clears throat> um, and they're 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 a team that plays really hard. Uh, <clears throat> that game last year uh, against Kansas City that was a terrific game for a young football team. They ended up losing the game, but man, did they battle and battle against uh, against you know. Probably the most talented team in football, and uh, that can only help a team going forward. And uh, there are a lot of things to like about the Miami Dolphins. There's no question about that. Yeah,
0: so, and, and, and so much of it this year, you know, as, as we look at the quarterback position, uh, you know, last year, Tua Tagovailoa coming back from the injury. Uh, we've talked about this many times about last year being players being at a disadvantage, uh, a very different offseason last year. Not the case this year. He's also an extra year removed from that, from that uh, surgery that he had. Does not have the benefit of Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, being his mentor and his backup this year. Jacoby Brissett w- was brought in to kind of back up Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. But, look, there is a lot of pressure on Tua. And I think, you know, one of the knocks on him, and, and you look at this offense, and, 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 you know, Wiz and I are not really going to focus on the receiving core here because it, I you should all make sure to go and listen, go back. We did a, we did a particular uh, uh, podcast recently on wide receiver groups that, you know, kind of this receiving talent was kind of bunched together, and how that would what what that would mean from a fantasy and draft perspective. Please go back and listen to that podcast because we did talk in detail about the Dolphins' receiving core. But you know, one of the things they've added a lot of speed here, both through the draft and free agency, and and, and I think some people have knocked You know, there is some fear out there that that maybe Tua lacks the ability to get the ball down the field. Now, I know you don't feel that way. Uh, you feel a year removed from the injury uh, that we will see Tua. Kind of back, come back to come back to form here this year, uh, but there is a lot of pressure on the player, and and he's going to mean a lot for the success of this football team.
1: Yeah, I mean there was a lot of pressure on Tua Teguavalo last year. Um, you know, especially when he, you know, when the Dolphins were having success, and then they still named him the starter. I'm not sure that was the blueprint, or that's what they planned on doing. But I, I think he'll be better. Another year removed from that surgery, <clears throat> a year to uh, learn the game, and he's got a lot of talent around him. So as far as like drafting, I, I think Tua. Tagovailoa is, is one of these guys that I think, you know, he's fine to draft as your second quarterback because there's a lot of upside for the player. And then if you draft him as your second quarterback, you'll still have the, you know, the, the, the first guy to carry your team. But in the event that, you know, he really starts you know living up to the hype and the expectations, he'll be a terrific guy to have on your team. So I would recommend uh, for, for people not to draft to a lower as their number one quarterback, but I can see how he's he's fine to draft as your second quarterback, and see how the season plays out and, uh, you know, when you're talking about drafting your second quarterback, you know you're not talking about a lot of equity you're probably drafting him fairly late in your, in your draft, so I, I think he's fine to do that, and um, you know, you could always drop him if it doesn't go well, but you have a quarterback with a lot of upside, and, uh, and by putting him on the bench, it's not like you're counting on him to perform, uh, you know, right from the start. So you give him a little time, see how the season works out. So that's my view on on that player.
0: And I would say, like, when when I look at this offense, and and a lot of speed has been added to the offense, there's certainly... some interesting players that are, are left over on this roster from previous season, uh, but there are some speed guys here. A guy like Jakeem Grant, who's kind of down the pecking order. Uh, Limboudin Junior is another guy, but you know Will Fuller. You know we talked about him already, but you know go back and listen to it. But you know there's speed on this team, and and, and if Tua can get the ball down the field, and there's going to be a very successful formula. You know given given the weapons that are here. Uh, now I'd like to talk a little bit about the running back uh, position because I, I'm very intrigued about this particular group. And they're, they're a lot of injuries. They dealt with COVID last year. Um, but at the end of the day, Miles Gaskin is the guy that evolved, despite the fact they brought Jordan Howard last year. Uh, Matt Breida was brought, brought in. You, know, you and I thought, at least I definitely thought that Breida would be kind of the the answer to the situation in, in helping out the Miami running backs, not the case. And Miles Gaskin, a guy who ran for over 1,000 yards in each of his college football seasons, uh, was the guy that ended up being the, the main guy in terms of production. They had Malcolm Brown from the, from the Rams, who I think is an intriguing pick because he could also catch the ball. And Salvin Ahmed, when, when when Gaskin went down with the knee injury and then when he was out with COVID, uh, ended up being a very, very good player in, in this offense from a fantasy perspective. I will say this, Wiz, the thing I was stunned about with when I looked at Miles Gaskin, per start, only eight running backs, this is per start, only eight running backs in the NFL averaged more yardage per start than Miles Gaskin did, which is which says a lot for a guy that number one is a little bit on the diminutive side. And number two says also something about his ability to catch the ball in open space and do some special things with it. And, uh, you know, again, Gaskin did get hurt and I do worry about his susceptibility to injury. I I, I think they have three very intriguing uh, uh, individuals in terms of, of the the talent that they have here. I can see them all contributing. Uh, I don't see at least initially one guy kind of forming like a bell cow type situation. Malcolm Brown to me has a nose for the end zone. So I can easily see him being the goal line guy here, but I think a situation from a fantasy perspective that will need some watching and not, I, you know, these are guys that are kind of like third and fourth running backs, at least I think, to start the season. Although I will say, like I said, that, that Gaskin stat was was an interesting one for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like this running back room for the Dolphins. I, I could see why they wanted to bring in Malcolm Brown. He is, in my opinion, a perfect complement to Miles Gaskin. Uh, a, a completely different type of player. He runs hard. He plays physical. Uh, I think he's going to be used at the goal line. But to your point, Miles Gaskin really outperformed a lot of the expectations of a lot of people maybe even Miami um, he he was he played well and he really was strong out of the backfield catching the ball that's something that he does well <clears throat> he's much better at that than Malcolm Brown but Malcolm Brown brings other skills to the to the table and um, I love the compliment of the two players I think it's a fair fight uh, so to speak <clears throat> Salvin Ahmed I think will be the third guy used in Different situations, but I like that running back room for the Miami Dolphins. And uh, as far as starters go in fantasy football leagues, and this is how I'm going to do it when we get to these team capsules, I'm just going to give like who I think are you know are starters. And when you're talking about you know, drafting two running backs. I think Miles Gaskin is right on that edge. <clears throat> a year of experience with the team and being better out of the backfield. I like Miles Gaskin. I can see him close to being a running back, too. Um, more of a flex spot. Same thing for Malcolm Brown. I think both guys are going to be effective. Uh, unfortunately, I think they're going to kind of you know, take away fantasy football points from each other. So I like the room and I like the players, but from a fantasy perspective, I think they hurt each other a little bit.
0: All right, now, I, we, when we look at Mike Gasicki last year, I, I was very high on this player. Uh, I thought, you know, again, the season started last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick as a starting quarterback. They seemed to have a bit of a connection uh, in the second half of 2019. And I think Gasicki, I, I would say at times last year, uh, became less of a, of a weapon when Tua was on the field. At least that's what it did. That was my perception of it. Uh, but there was in some inconsistency in his performance, but he did end up with six touchdowns, over 700 yards receiving, 53 catches. I, I do worry as you've added some pieces in the receiving core that Mike Isicki may take a fall out of that top 10 despite the fact that he's a, a as a physical presence here. Would you agree with that statement or would you kind of push back on that?
1: No, I think last year he was either the number one or two option. This year, I think uh, this year, you know, they're, they're, like you said, there it's, it's they have you know better talent surrounding him um so i, I think It'll lend itself to him having some some strong games, and then other games, you know, just being another guy. But when you you know shake it up and and, and look at all you know at, at all the mitigating factors, I still have Mike Kosicki inside the top twelve, and I think he should be drafted at the tight end position in all leagues where you must draft a tight end. Uh, so I think you know a replication of last year puts him in the top twelve, and I, I I'm, I'm good with that. I think he finishes inside the top 12 and should be drafted in leagues where you must start a tight end. I don't know if you have the same view or if you do not.
0: Yeah, no, you know, again, I'm a little bit scarred because the player, you know, I drafted expecting a little bit more last year, and now you add these weapons. So, you know, for me, I'm probably going to be a hands-off. But, you know, I I, I do understand those, you know, looking at the options that you have at the position, I I could understand the argument for him being a top-12 guy. But I'm probably a little bit more reluctant just based on, you know, kind of last year, kind of his start and inconsistency. It was a few games where he was throwing up donuts, and, and that's tough to look at, you know, from a, you know, from when you're you're at least counting on two, three catches, you know, for 25, 30 yards, and I there was a few games where he put up a big old donut, and that's uh, that's tough to swallow. Yeah. So... So, yeah, it's just something to watch. Wiz, this offensive line is a young offensive line. Matt Skura was added at center. Do you worry about this offensive line protecting and run blocking because it's not considered one of the better units in the NFL?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think what hurt the offensive line last year is – Tua admitted he didn't really know the playbook. He admitted that he didn't get them out of bad plays. Like, whatever was sent in, he just called when he knew he should have gotten them out of that play. So, that's something that could help the offensive line, understanding what the defense is trying to do and getting your offense out of bad plays. So, if he does that, I think there'll be a good offense, a lot of good players. And I, I just want to, you know, I know we went over the receivers. You know, the pecking order and how it's difficult to to rank those guys. But just overall, you know, what I want to do for people listening in terms of starters, I I view all of those guys between a wide receiver three at best and a flex play. Uh, I'm talking about Fuller, Parker, uh, and and Jalen Waddell. Uh, I think all of those guys, you know, it'll be difficult on a week-to-week basis to try and figure out which is the guy that's going to play great so I think I'm good with those guys as your wide receiver three, uh, flex, spot, flex spot, plug and play as well. They'll be on borderline around that. But, uh, but uh, you know, overall, I, I think they're right on the fringe of a starting wide receiver fantasy wide receiver.
0: All right. Uh, well, one thing we need to talk about here, and I don't disagree with anything that you said, but uh, but this team was kind of special when it came to its kicker and its defense last year. So Jason Sanders, the kicker, I think probably drafted in next to no leagues last year, a guy that was definitely waiver wire material, big leg, uh, near perfection kicking. I think he made every one of his extra points. I think he only missed three field goals. Uh, kicked eight. I think it was eight of nine from long distance. I'm talking, you know, over 50 yards. So this guy had an incredible season from a fantasy perspective. He will be drafted in all leagues this year. I can guarantee you that. Uh, this defense led the NFL in takeaways last year. Uh, they did lose Kyle Van Noy, but they've added a bunch of guys uh, in, the, in the draft. Guys like Jalen Phillips and uh, Bernardrick McKinney. Uh, you know, they, they drafted uh, the kid J- J- Javon Holland on, on this offense. And we know they had some big names on, on this defense last year. You know, guys that kind of stepped up. So so this was, an, uh, you know, I would argue, an elite defense from a fantasy perspective last year now Brian Flores comes from that Bill Belichick tree so defense is paramount there so I would expect uh, with a lot of these exciting young players more of the same I'm, I'm very intrigued by this defense in particular and like I said I don't see Jason Sanders not being drafted this year a very very stark difference from what we saw last year
1: so if you're in a league that if you know field goals you know of longer distance matter, then it's obvious that you should you know know out you know that 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 Sanders was 12 for 14 from 40 plus and eight for nine from 50 plus. He was you know just unbelievable. But if you're in the leagues where they give you a three for a 30 plus, a four for a 40 plus, and a five for a 50 plus, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Who knows? But this is why you know we, we're always talking about how we should you know try and separate field goal kickers and defenses, but to your point Sanders is absolutely a, a kicker who has to be drafted in all formats. And the dolphins I have looking at them right around the fringe, as far as the starting defense goes, that's secondary with Davian Howard and Byron Jones and, and Holland now and Brandon Jones, you know, those guys are ball Hawks. That, that's a, that's a team that will go after, you know, and, and, and intercept and cause a lot of havoc on defense. So, uh, uh, they they will put up some big games. There's nothing wrong with drafting Miami, and when they have good matchups to uh, to, to 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 start them, and uh, yeah, I think I have them inside uh, top twelve defense as well, and and certainly Sanders has to be drafted in all formats.
0: All right, awesome, Wiz. Uh, so it's on to New England uh, for our next stop, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Team capsules have begun. We're going one by one, division by division. Uh, Like I said, on to the Patriots. Talk to you in a bit, Wiz. You
1: got it.